welcome to Understanding Project Management. My name is Dave Barrett, and my guest today is Barb Harbison. Our topic is the Project Charter. You'll see through our discussion how Barb describes the importance of defining a Project Charter in order to get the project off to a good start. Please welcome Barb Harbison. Well, thanks for uh, coming on, uh, Barb. I appreciate it. You're welcome. My pleasure. Uh, today's uh, our topic for today is we're going to talk about uh, the uh, the project charter and and really part of the initiating phase, uh, which includes kind of the kickoff meeting and so on. So that's sort of our our topic for today. So I guess my first question. Um, it, uh, Barb, is is what what types of project charters have you created, or have you created charters, or where do you see it fitting into the to the initiating phase? Mm -hmm. um, so, I've always been the person to write the charter in all of the projects I've worked on. So, I've been doing projects for many many years, internally and as an external consultant, and. I think all of them, maybe there's one exception, I've been tasked with writing the charter, not the sponsor. So, um, and it's my favorite thing to do, which is, you know, when we talked about topics, I said, yeah, this is one of my favorite things to do in a project. I, I, okay. I, I've written them big ones and I've written little ones. It depends on the client, internal or external client. So um, yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite things to do. So, so tell me more about that. What, what is it about it that, that you like doing? Why is it, why is it your favorite? That's, I, I don't know if I've heard anyone yeah. say it's their favorite before. So that's interesting. Yeah, no, um, I think, you know, I've always liked doing projects for the purpose that they fulfilled. So there's some, you know, um, business case, there's some higher purpose and finding that out and actually, you know, getting it all ready to fulfill that business requirement, that need, it really just turns my crank. So that's part of it. And then the other part is learning. So you're learning about the subject matter, especially as an external con consultant. And you're coming in, you're finding out, well, what am I going to do? So you talk, you get to you know, find out all about what you're going to do and um, get all the different perspectives. So I could talk a little bit about how I do that. Um, and it just, it's just such a big, you know, learning, you're just absorbing so much information at this point in time that, uh, um, and I don't know, I just, I just love, and then the product, the actual charter itself, you know, it's got all the information from all the interviews that I've done, you know, it really does set the course, right? So um, it's just, I just love getting charters done. And I mentioned oh, that and thin. Yeah, so Sorry, there's sometimes you write it. Well, sometimes you have a charter and you're supposed to write it within a week, right? So you have a one, you, know, you have to, you write a charter within a week. And sometimes it's a month. So it just depends on what the client wants or the, the nature of the project, how big it is, how many stakeholders there are. So, so I've done them both. That's, that's interesting. That was going to be my next question was, is, is how much information should go in a charter? Now, bigger, <laughs> the fatter chart, uh, charter. So, how much information should go? Like what, what's the smallest you've seen and what's the biggest that you, that you've seen them? Yeah, I guess the one, the idea of a week. So maybe just, but I think it's complexity. So 
depending on the complexity of the project, is it part of a bigger program? Uh, typically, if I, I go in and I meet with, you know, the client that's hired me or you know, the sponsor, and I start interviewing stakeholders to find out what they see the project is meant to be. And there's typically some kind of business case already floating around, so everybody knows about it, but they don't know really what's in it. They've all got different perspectives. So if it's a really big charter or it's got a lot of complicated pieces like different stakeholders, different departments, it takes more time to get at, you know, all the, the key ingredients for a charter. You know, you're, you're, you're getting at the scope, you know, what's in it, what's not in it. My favorite thing in the scope statement, what's in and what's out, um, you know, explicitly getting to that, um, explicitly getting to even some concepts of timeline, like people, you know, have ideas of when things should go in, finding out, you know, what's the driver, you know, is it a time-driven project? So, so often they're time and cost. Um, right. So, you know, getting at all that information you, and you get it from all the different perspectives. So the priorities of scope from one area are different than the priority of scope from the other area. Right. It's just so you very interesting. To, you have to talk to multiple stakeholders then. So you're not just dealing with the project sponsor to, to create this. It sounds like you're talking to a number of stakeholders. That's exactly right. So if it was like a business and systems project, you know, typically hired by the business sponsor, I'd get their, their lay of the land. I'd also pre-read any you know, business cases or documentation they could throw at me. So I get a sense of the subject. Like I always try to figure out you know, what, how does everything fit together? So I kind of create a, a diagram of, of like say the systems or something or the interactions between the people and the systems. So I have to do that by talking to everybody and understanding their roles. And um, that it could be, typically it's the, the people involved in the project, but also just people that are impacted in the project. So at a minimum, I have to identify those people impacted. And then um, I may or may not interview them. It just depends on, you know, you, you, also, you also find out that there's some people that are influencers they may not have an active role, but they can influence. So you want to really get a hold of them and, you know, find out what they're thinking and what their thoughts are on scope and everything. So where do you, so, so you know, you're really, I think, confirming the importance of a project charter. Um, so um, how do you know where to stop? Like you mentioned scope statement before earlier, which is a, you know, more detailed planning and so on, but where does the, where do you see, because you could just, uh, like if you'd start defining scope in the charter, you could work a long time on that and take it right through planning. So where's the dividing line that you go, okay, that's enough. Now we're good. We'll publish this thing and, and, and allow planning to take place. It's, um, I know what you're saying, because you could go, you could go into requirements. I mean, <laughs> you don't want to go there, uh, but you want to go far enough so that you know what you're doing and what you're not doing. And you're typically, um, you know, there's, there's a certain amount of time given to write a charter. So you're, you're only going to go so far. And so you can, you can conceptualize deliverables, you know, at a, at a reasonable degree. And sometimes even by putting the what's out part of it helps you kind of get a, enough of the flavor of the requirements. So it's a it's not really a scientific thing. It's just depends on the client. But yeah, you don't want to go full requirements. I mean, 
it, that's not where you're going. But you, you can have a detailed scope statement on a complex project. Right. You know, it could be a, it could be you know, 25 items. Right. I mean, that that is one thing I, yeah. I try to convey is that there is no one size fits all. There's no one, there's no one template that works for all organizations and they're all three pages long. Like that just doesn't exist. And I guess that's what you're saying too, is that it really depends on the, the, the client, the, the organization, the complexity of the project. There's all kinds of variables. The number of stakeholders is probably another factor in, in, in terms of, and, and that will make this, you know, document either very, very, sm you know, smallish or large-ish. Like, and, and there really, really isn't one right answer to that. Oh, I, it's exactly right. I mean, a key part of the charter too is you're asking about, you know, why are we doing this? Which is when you're interviewing the sponsor, you're going to capture all that information and you're putting it in your charter because a lot of people are going to read this charter later and you're going to come back to it all the way through the project. So you want enough in there that you can um, validate what you're doing later in the project without doing requirements. So if it's high enough level, even principles, we'll put guiding principles in this charter because that can help you guide your scope too. So you have enough of a scope statement, some guiding principles, and then, you know, hopefully as you're doing requirements, you're going, is this in or out? Am I, I have scope creep here. This wasn't clear in the charter and it may not be, you may not have been able to identify it, but right. hopefully with high level statements, you, you'll get there. Now who, I think an official, you know, uh, I think it's still in PMBOK that the project sponsor officially produces the sponsor. I think in, 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 I, I believe in really kind of the base theory that that's true. Is that your experience or did you as the project manager create and publish the charter yourself on behalf of the sponsor? Like, have you seen it both ways or, or who, who have you found create, like physically creates it and, and sends it? The 90, Five ninety-eight percent of the time, I've created the charter. Right, and you're the author. So the project manager, I'm. I am the author. I am. Uh, I, I'm not the sign off. I have right. different people signing it off. So I'm capturing what they're telling me, all the different parties. Um, but yeah, I'm the one writing it because um, these these clients are very busy, and, and the material, the work that goes into a charter, you know, the sponsors often don't have the time, but they're very key on being interviewed and reviewing it. They'll review the charter, approve the charter and so on. So yeah, um, that's good. That's, yeah, they're, they're, I've, I've very rarely got a charter. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's my experience too. And I've always looked at that part, you know, when I've read it and gone, yeah, I don't really, I haven't seen that myself. That like you say, project sponsors, they're, they're doing a hundred other things and they don't have a week to set aside or, or three weeks or whatever it is to, to do this. So they are, you know, that the, 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 the project manager is doing it on their behalf, you know, and, exactly. and they are, of course, the key stakeholder, or certainly one of the key stakeholders that you're, you're doing it on their behalf, and they have to sign it off and all that kind of thing. Um, what do you think the effect would be of a, either no charter or an ill, an, an ill conceived or written charter? Like, what's, what's the downside if we kind of say, yeah, let's, let's let's just get going because sometimes there's there's organizational pressure to you know stop this chatting with the interviews and let's just start coding or, or whatever it is so what's the downside yeah. of, of no, charter? <laughs> no charter is risky really really risky i mean uh 
you could be spending your money, your time in the wrong direction because you're going to have limited resources. You're assuming most, most of the time it's limited resources. Um, so, or you have a, a real high quality scope, which means you should really have a charter to define what you're doing. If you have people rowing in the different directions, if you wouldn't have a charter, you wouldn't even know what success is. Like a charter tells you what's it going to mean to be successful on this project, right? Um, it's going to tell you if it's time driven or cost driven or like to just start working. And it's not to say people aren't doing a little bit of requirements analysis because they have a general feel for it. Definitely seeing that start while the charter's being written, because it's not like you're you're going far afield. You know, you're getting general, uh, doing some general analysis or general requirements. And when we're time-driven, I've seen that happen. Um, but yeah, oh, it would be, yeah, it would be a disaster. Even in the old days, back when I was a programmer, <laughs> we, we uh, didn't start a project without a, a requirements document or, um, uh, an initiation document. There was it was it was like a charter, but it was called something different back yeah. in the old yeah. days. <laughs> I, I, and I remember had, those days. We, we worked for the same company. Yeah. 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 So, like, as long as I, you know, it's money they're spending. So clients don't want. I mean, maybe in a startup where you're doing investigation and you're, or you're just doing uh, what's the word I'm thinking of when you're trying to design an interface and you don't quite know what it is. So sometimes you're you're doing some stuff to see, is this what we want? Is this what you're prototyping? Like you might see some prototyping going on or something before you really have a, a charter maybe, I, I guess. But you won't be successful if you're not all on the same page. Yeah, I remember, it's funny you mentioned the, the, the you know, programming days. We, we share a, a, the same company that we started at. And I recall that document was called the Project Initiation Report in our systems development life cycle. And, and yeah, that it essentially was the chart. It was just the, the charter uh, by another name. And, and that's, that's something that, you know, that, that's another thing that I've, I've talked about when, when teaching this is that it might be called something else. It, you know, a, a project charter is a name for something that does all these things, but you could have an organization that calls it something else, a project, you know, uh, uh, startup document or uh you know an initiation report or whatever it is but it, it did the same thing so i, I remember i remember uh, I, i've recalled that as well um so let's let's sort of move into um sort of the what happens after you publish it um the you know there is the concept of project kickoff meetings so is that something that you've been involved in or do often or sometimes or all the time of have some kind of a of a meeting sort of thing to attach to the charter yeah i'd say uh frequently so once the charter's been written usually i get a few reviews in with various people get modifications done it's published it's signed off and then we're then we'll do a kickoff and um the kickoff, I'd say, yeah, most of the time I'd, I'd have a kickoff. It can be really informal. It can be informal because it might be big. Mm -hmm. And it's great because, uh, you know, I've done kickoffs where we go through the charter, like it might be a 20-page charter, right? Or you also have like a PowerPoint slide just summarizing some key information. So you say pre-read that charter and you come in and then you work through it on a PowerPoint, usually with the sponsor kicking it off. The sponsor's gonna talk about, hey, we need to do this, rah, 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 here's the right reasons. Really get people understanding the why, because when you know the why, it makes such a difference. 
And um, are there some questions and answers for the sponsor at that point in time, if they can't stay for the whole meeting or, or at the end, it depends. And then you go through the key kind of, if you think about all the parts of the charter, I would go through your scope, you know, your guiding principles, um, any kind of, we often put some high level timelines and some high level deliverables, yeah. even if it's our next project planning deliverable, there's something in there. So here's what's coming next, roles, here's your role, here's all the other roles, talked about scope. So we'll actually go through that and it's an interactive way for people to ask their questions because when you read a charter, you may not, you might read a word and you may not really, you know, know what the same, it's not the same thing that someone else read. Like you all interpret it differently. So you have a discussion and you get clarity and I might even modify the charter, you know, version 1.1 because, oh yeah, we didn't think about that perspective. You got more people um, commenting and feeding back so we could actually have a revision to the charter and a kickoff. So it's a really good way of that two-way communication. So here's the information and and are you receiving it and let's talk about it. Yeah, no, that, that's I, I like the way you summarize that because the way I've seen it too, which is it, it, your, your, you know, a, a document, a 20-page or, or document can be pretty dry, you know, people read it, they might miss certain things, but this is a, a chance for shared understanding. So who all comes, <clears throat> who have you, who would you typically invite to the kickoff meeting? Like, is it a, you know, so, so who should be there in, in general? I know it, it varies by project, but in general, who would you look yeah. to invite? Um, I mean, there's the stakeholder, so the sponsor, um, you know, that I'll call them maybe their department heads if you're in a matrix organization that are, um, you know, providing the resources for this sometimes, not always. Um, there may be people leading different aspects of the project, so there may be different roles that you've already carved out, they'll be there. Right. Obviously, the PM. Um, so a lot of it is the stakeholders, and if I was doing a racy in my head, um, you know, it, it wouldn't necessarily be all the eyes. I mean, I have all the people that have to be informed, but some of them would be there for sure. Um, all the consulted people probably are there. Um, yeah, so it, it, it depends obviously from project to project. If you're in a program, you might've had a program kickoff. You may have a smaller project kickoff because the program's covered, you know, a fair bit of it. But sometimes that's happened right. too. Thank you for, for referring yeah. to a RACI chart, because that is something that we teach. And so you really do use RACI, like that's... <laughs> I love a RACI, and it's the hardest thing to do. Yeah. It is so hard. I, I, it, it sounds weird, but it's it's really hard to figure out, especially in organizations when who's, who's owning that uh, aspect of the project, who's accountable, yeah. who's going to do it, who's, you know... Uh, well, I know that's that's it can be that's the problem. And I know we're we're sort of we're sort of segmenting into into racy, but that's that's good. They're deceptively simple to describe. Okay, R A C I, and you know, responsible, accountable, consulted, informed. So it seems like a you know when you're teaching it, sort of a like a fill in the blanks, sort of a bingo exercise. But in real life, it's really as you mentioned, it's really hard to indicate. Well, who? is accountable for this and who do I need to inform you know you don't want to inform everyone like because that's just information overload right so it's yeah. super important but the thing itself is just a it's just a matrix it's just a you know a, a, an excel spreadsheet or a word document a word table um, so it, that's a that's a really good way of of describing it 
Um, what about the project team? Would, would you see now at this phase, the full project team might not be known yet, but would you see you involving project team members in a, in a kickoff? Yes, definitely. Oh, definitely. I, I view them as key stakeholders. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because they're the, if they're doing the work, they've got to understand what they're doing and all the right reasons and all the pieces to the project. So it, it wouldn't necessarily be everybody on the project. We may do sub sub kickoffs later, but um, most of the the leads on the project right. team would be there. Yeah, the senior senior folks. Yeah, for so, sure. For uh, sure. Anyways, mm -hmm. uh, Barb, I appreciate your time, and this has been a fantastic discussion about uh, the value of the project charter as well as the the kickoff meeting. So. Uh, Thanks very much. Your experience is, is really appreciated and, uh, and I appreciate you taking the time for today. So, so thanks again. Oh, my pleasure. As you can see, I, I love my charter. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye for now. <laughs>